Hello, everybody. Welcome to Needed Conversations. This is Ryan and Victoria, and we are officially in the love month. Yes. This is February, and um, Valentine's Day is a really special time for Victoria and I. Why is that, Victoria? I don't know. Um, Valentine's actually is the first time we kind of connected. Uh, we were friends for a whole year um, before Ryan did this, but... Um, he asked my brother if it would be a good idea to send me some flowers. And that was like a year prior to that. I told him that I didn't want to go out on a date with him or coffee or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, um, just because I felt like, <clears throat> I felt like I was going to marry somebody within my culture. So the following year, basically, uh, he sent me like two dozen roses. And that just kind of opened up my heart. And we you started know. dating. Valentine's Day can become very commercial and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are a lot of expectations that people put on Valentine's Day, but really it's just another day. I think what makes it special for us in particular yeah. was it was that turning point where our friendship moved into a deeper part of the courting process and <laughs> we were uh, dating there in February after I sent you roses we were engaged in April and married in October. So that just went mm-hmm. by really, really quick. Yeah. Well, that happened quick. I'm sure you didn't expect that. <laughs> no, I did not. Because I came from a culture where, you know, it, while in my surrounding, the way I was kind of raised, we did kind of marry pretty quickly. I guess because when you know, you know, that's what my mom always said. But I guess my expectation uh, of an American culture, because I've seen people date, it's like years of dating, you know, and then they get engaged and it's like, a year of engagement because they planned the wedding. So I didn't really expect to get engaged <laughs> that quickly, but Ryan was like moving quick. So we've kind of already jumped into our topic, um, not just for today, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but for the for the remainder of this month, we're going to be talking about expectations versus reality. And yeah, we're going to be talking about dating and expectations there in marriage, but we're also going to be talking about parenting and the expectations that you have going into it versus what the reality is. And then how to manage the difference on the mm-hmm. other side. Mm-hmm. When you come out and you, you your expectations were met or they weren't, um, what do you do? How do you move forward? How do you continue to make the relationship thrive? And, um, and honestly, how to find that balance? Because yeah. it's not like you shouldn't have some expectation because sure. there should be some standards. And I think it's like, so what do I do? Like if I always get disappointed, you know, I think that that's what we're mainly... Uh, when we counsel couples or, you know, singles and they say, well, I'm just kind of disappointed from relationship to relationship because they're either this kind of person or this kind of person. And I'm not saying at any point that you should lower your standard. I think that you should have your, you know, non-negotiables and then also admit the fact that we are all human beings and Mm -hmm. we also are in the process of hopefully improving Hopefully the person that you are around is willing to grow with you. Um, And that's what's going to happen through life. You're going to grow because as you pass through specific seasons, you're going to experience life in a different way and your lens is going to be shaped in a different way as well. And if you're waiting for perfect, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life because there is no perfect relationship. There is Mm -hmm. no perfect marriage. I think that we go into the dating process sort of in a cloud of infatuation. Yeah. Um, Especially when you see a lot of the things are clicking and most people allow themselves to be swept up into that and they lose sight of 
really building the foundation that you need to sustain a long-term lasting relationship. Mm-hmm. And they jump into marriage. And then when they get into marriage, they start peeling back the layers one at a one, one by one, because familiarity is really the thing that starts um, exposing who you really are, not the person that you brought on the, the date, date. Yeah. but the person that you are behind closed doors um, I had a, a mentor of mine always used to tell me, you are who you are when no one is looking. And that cannot be more true. It's, it's, you are who you are. Your set of core values are, re- are revealed um, in some of the most intimates of moments when you think that nobody's staring over your shoulders mm-hmm. or nobody will know this little compromise of character. You are who you are when no one is looking. And when you get into marriage, and you are with each other behind closed doors and you start unpacking all of that baggage, some people can be blindsided and they can feel like their bubble is burst. Yeah. You know what I love about our phase in dating um, that we kind of got to experience? And Ryan likes to say it, we kind of stumbled into that uh, by accident. But I love the fact that we were friends for a year and um, that we were kind of able to look at each other at a distance um, you know, we always say that when you're start when you start dating, you really start bringing your representative, your best self, and that's rightfully so. You know, we all want to present ourselves really well. Um, but what I love that you know we did before we started dating is um, that we really saw each other as friends. We were able to kind of find each other uh, or discover each other even before we started dating um, and see how we kind of, I guess, uh, treated other people before we jumped into dating phase. And I think that that's something we also suggest. And that's not to say that every relationship is going to look that way. But I feel like that you're going to really see a person's true character more so within the group of friends. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And also around their family. I think that's a more important part of the dating process than you really, you know, recognize is the Mm -hmm. meeting of their family and being able to see what their family sees. And even everybody's family is dysfunctional. Let's just get that straight right off the bat. Um, (laughs) But really being able to step into their eyes and see, you know, that potential spouse from a, a new point of view, nobody knows them like family knows them in a lot of cases. Yes, there are some crazy ones out there, but the fact of the matter is um, keep your ears out so that you can adjust what needs to be adjusted and really move into building the proper foundation that you need. So, Yeah, so I kind of laid out uh, a couple of pointers because, you know, in the end we, we can talk about all this, but like how do you find that balance? How do you, you know, set the right expectations but also kind of understand that we're – humans and that mm-hmm. there is there has to be room for growth and there's some has to be some understanding so number one I believe as a single person I think that you should uh, you know everybody should have a standard for sure mm-hmm. um, number two is understanding that we are humans and really show grace mm-hmm. now I'm not saying that you should you know throw your uh, standards out the window if there's certain things that you're like no this is not going to pass at all then it's just not going to work if it comes to a relationship, like a dating relationship. If it's like a friendship, you know, of some sort, you know, you have a, a, a friend and they may need, you know, your help to work through it, you know. Maybe God put you in their life to really help you to um, 
guide them with grace and show them grace. So like, this is something that, you know, you really need to work on and vice versa. Allow that person to also, you know, maybe see some things in your life and say, hey, you know, you could probably do this, you know, and just be open and, um, you know, have some uh, vulnerable conversations, but also mm -hmm. be willing to listen and maybe say, hey, maybe this is my problem. And number three, like, what are your non-negotiables? You know what I mean? It's like, yes, show grace, but there are certain things that I'm just not going to allow. And that's kind of how I was, too, when I was, you know, in the dating phase. Um, and as a single person, you know, when I had people come up to me and they wanted to date me, like, by me hearing their conversations, I could tell already by their specific lifestyle that we're just not going to mesh together. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't even know why I need to waste my time waste their time and their money to go on a date. Um, and just for really recognize, you know, if this is a relationship that you're willing to, to continue with, that you're going to have to put work in, you know, there's, there's not a relationship that's just going to be like, Oh, this is so nice. And constantly no fighting. There's no disagreements. I mean, we're all human beings. We all have our opinions, you know, and, you know, some of us may struggle being a little bit more open and vulnerable. And especially during like the beginning phases of a relationship, I think that we get a little nervous about being uh, more blunt too, um, and saying, you know, what we truly say, like, maybe we should do this, or maybe we should do that. Because you, you get scared. You're like, what if I actually cause that person to, you know, not want to date me anymore? So there's that also in the back of the head. So how do you like find that balance with having the right expectations, but also, you know, showing grace to that person. Yeah, I think that you just have to be aware of your vulnerabilities. Um, and when I say vulnerabilities, I'm talking about in the dating process, um, what, what, what pushes all the right buttons that in turn causes you to put blinders on, hmm. to not see a person as they truly are. Instead, you're That's seeing... Good a version of them that you want them to be. Mm. And I think going into a marriage, you can never go in saying, well, you know, I see them as becoming this person. Like you can't marry potential. potential. Mm -mm. <laughs> and I tell people this all the time. Never th tell me that I have potential and think that it's a compliment. Because if you tell me I have potential, that means that I'm, you know, not walking in it. That means that, you know, you got potential. <laughs> to me, that comes. That's an insult. Um, it could be a personal thing. Most people are like, maybe some oh, people I've do say potential. it as a potential. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, don't tell me I've got potential. Either I've got the stuff or I don't. Everybody's got potential. I don't care who you are. You have the capacity to be something greater than where you currently are. But that was your little side note lesson right there. But in relationships, recognize your vulnerabilities and then draw the lines so that you don't step into areas of your weakness that blind you to the reality of who this person is. And it's not like you want to go in and aggressively like investigate. I saw this funny meme on Instagram and it's like, this is Christians on a first date. It's like, do you have a job? You know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, do you own your own home? What is your credit score? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're trying to be... 
overly aggressive about investigating their lifestyle. And really, it's about the subtle nuances of the questions that you raise and then making observations based on those questions. Mm -hmm. And really, it's about watching their spending habits and watching their choices, food choices, lifestyle choices, friend choices. Who they surround themselves with is an indication of who they are, whether Mm -hmm. or not they're showing you that side of themselves or not. The fact of the matter is, if you, ladies, if you are dating a guy and you look and all three of his best friends are losers, they're freeloaders, they are, they, they have dirty mouths, they don't respect women, this and that, chances are there's an aspect of them inside of the person that you're dating and you don't want to admit it. And maybe he's hiding it really well. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that's always the case because there's, you know, a more intelligent one in every group. Yeah. And, but you do you really want to take that risk? Which one? And, you know, <laughs> Roll the pose, dice. posing the challenge of how much he weighs these friendships in his life. Because whenever you get married, your relationships with every other person is going to change. And is that going to be a problem for him? Is he going to value his friends more than he would value a marriage. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, definitely recognizing your vulnerabilities that put the blinders on, setting the standards, but not allowing those standards to keep you from um, really to keep you from learning and discovering a, a great person. Because mm-hmm. a lot of our standards can be very superficial. He's got to be this tall. She's got to be, you know, this size or this hair color or this, you know, personality. Or she's, you know, she's got to love this. And we we put in a box the type of person that we think that we need. And more often than not, the type of person that we need is kind of the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency to look for ourselves in someone else, but sometimes you need your balance. You need someone, if you're extroverted, you might need an introverted mm-hmm. person. And you might think to yourself, you know, they always want to stay at home. They this Well, maybe you need a little bit of that. And now, maybe not to the far polar extremes. I think that there's a balance um, because definitely two people at the if far extreme of extrovert and introvert are going to find clashes in their marriage. And those expectations have to be addressed in the beginning. But I think finding someone in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're all the far extreme extroverted, maybe you need somebody who is, you know, an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So you find that balance in some way. I think also when it comes to career or ministry, we think that this person has to love what I love and do what I do. Exactly. Yeah. And that expectation, I think they will show that interest in the dating process uh, for a while, but that will eventually wane, you know, if they're not sold out to that same field or pursuit that you are. And you've got to let each other go in a sense and move into your own thing, but then be intentional in the marriage and the relationship about linking up at certain points. Mm -hmm. Where do we intersect? Is Mm -hmm. it with family? Is it with sports? Is it with a hobby? Is it with a a business? But not feeling like every aspect of your life has to be 
And I love that because we addressed, you know, purpose in the previous two episodes. And we also talked about vision in the previous year. And those are important things because we personally have, you know, a vision for ourselves. And then, of course, once you get married, you have your marriage has to have a mission. That's what we, you know, say all the time. And we do link thing, you know, link arms in specific things. But it doesn't mean that I can't do my separate thing and you can't do separate things. But also us knowing what each other's purposes are, we help to, you know, push each other forward. Right. And so it's so important to know those things because as an individual, you need to know your purpose. You need to have a vision because so often I think what we're seeing is we want to go ahead to the next. Let's start dating so we can get married, you know, so then we can have kids. And then, uh, you know, we go through life and we think to ourselves, where are we going with this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's no meaning to behind what we're doing. Uh, my husband doesn't have a vision, but like, did you have a vision? You know, mm -hmm. did you both like when you're like, Or maybe he has a vision, that? it's just not the vision you want him to have. Right. Let's talk about that. But that's why we, you know, we are so big on making sure that before you start dating and getting all physical and emotionally entangled, yeah. that you discover a person as they are, you know, and say, hey, let's step back, you know, because it's so easy when you're infatuated to overlook those things. But those little things that you think will not matter, they become, they become huge in the marriage and yeah. can cause a lot of issues um whenever you know you have children whenever you have pressures from job whenever you're stressing it's going to come out even more because you're no longer bringing your representative you know yeah i think that um you just have to you have to look for the grace and let me kind of unpack this here a little bit um i think that we oftentimes look for a perfect scenario when it comes to marriage um, someone who's got it all put together. But mm. I think it's more so about finding someone that you have the grace for. Mm. Because every person is going to have the thorn in their flesh. You just have to find out what it is and you have to ask yourself the question, do I have the capacity to carry the burden that this will come with? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know what, what that person's thorn is and what you have the grace for. But marriage is a commitment through some of the toughest of life's challenges. And there will be moments when they are on a high note and there's going to be moments when they're on a low note. And when they're on a low, low note, that thorn is going to expose itself. And sometimes it can come in a very gruesome way. Now, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that you should in any way you know, be in an abusive relationship and call it that you have grace. I have grace for every time that person hits me or screams at me or this or that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not speaking about that, but I'm talking about the little challenges that they, um, that they will carry. And not only that, the little challenges as it relates to sin, yes, and the struggles that they overcome, but also the intensity and the weight of their calling, mm. because sometimes that could be a thorn, right? Mm. You have this expectation of marrying a man who is a millionaire, right? But do you have a great, do you have grace for a man that's only going to be home about four or five hours every single day? That's good. Do you know what it comes right, with? Know yeah. the sacrifices that it takes to live in that space and in that world. 
Mm-hmm. You want to you want to marry a man in the ministry. Okay, do you have the grace to carry the weight of his calling, of his anointing? You want a woman who's this or that. Well, do you have the grace? You want a woman who looks like a model every single day. Well, do you have the grace to wait around for her to get her hair done and it might take 6 hours every other week and it's going to cost and Every single day, she's going to be spending however many hours in the bathroom. Do you have the grace for that? Now, I know that's a very superficial thing, but all of these little things come out as major problems when we talk to people. Um, do you, you want a woman who's a, a bad boss, like she's just got it all together? Well, do you have the grace for her to go to school while you work? Do you have the grace then for her to pursue a career and maybe put family on hold? What do you have the grace for? And look for your grace. Look for your grace to connect with a person in such a way that it moves beyond the superficial expectations mm-hmm. and it moves into the reality of, okay, now this is this is this is what we can take on together. Mm-hmm. You know, because marriage is about covering. Mm-hmm. Marriage is about um, supporting and pushing one another to be better every single day, while also at the same time giving them the space that they need to grow in 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 the sunlight. Yes. Um, and uh, we've said this before too, like submission. You know, people fear that word because they're like, I don't want to be no under, I don't want to be under a man or. I don't want to be under a woman or whatever, but we see it as submission, like we submit to one another. I think yeah. that's what the Bible talks too, is that um, it's not about him putting his fist down on the table or me being domineering and you know not recognize him as a man of the house. I think that there is a blessing when we submit to one another. And um, there is something about a man leading the house, you know, and mm-hmm. there is something of a woman being in her nurturing position and... Um, you know, speaking life into her husband, like that umbrella and being under that blessing, um, it really does, um, you know, you really do find it fulfilling. You know, there is going to be challenges. There's going to be things that you, you know, come through. But I think whenever you have the right foundation, um, and again, you know, we as human beings need just as much grace as we look to other people and say, you know, well, I don't know if I have that grace, but we have to recognize that we also need a savior ourselves. We need the grace. We need to every day die to our own self, you know, and um, that's what we need to recognize when we are looking for those relationships Mm -hmm. as single people um, or even, you know, just friendships as well, that Mm -hmm. it's not just there to self-serve us. We have to understand that it's a, two-way street that there has to be, uh, uh, what is it called? An exchange of some sort. Mm -hmm. There has to be a withdrawal. There has to be a deposit Mm -hmm. because then it's not going to be a friendship. It's going to be a mentorship of some sort, you know, and you're always going to feel drained. So, And knowing that the pendulum swings the other way as well, you can't go into a relationship uh, with a savior's mentality. Yeah. You know, so even when you're looking at what do I have the grace for, you also say uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to point them to Jesus because yeah. that that's the only one who's going to be able to truly save and deliver them and bring them into the fullness of their purpose and all of that. So, but you know, we're in this month where so many expectations are laid out when it comes to dating and you feel the heat, uh, especially coming through Valentine's day. And especially if you're single and 
I was even talking to somebody about marriages. You, you never think about married people who are going through a rough spot in their marriage and then comes Valentine's Day. And that societal pressure is like a spotlight mm-hmm. that shines upon them. And it's like, are they going to do anything? Is this, are we going through the motions? Are we, you know, it, it, that's and a tough spot to first? be in. Yeah. Right. Um, let the expectations of the world fall off. Mm-hmm. And allow God to set the expectations in your life for your relationships. Um, Valentine's Day is just another holiday. It's very commercialized. They make a, a lot of money off of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also a good reminder, right, that love should be our focus, that serving one another should be at the forefront of the relationship. And I'm excited about all that we're going to be offering you this year to be able to empower your entire family. And when I say your entire family, I'm talking about um, your children, you and your spouse, whether you're married or even if you're single. Right now, if you're single, we have a course that's available. Go to my website, ryancoleempowerment.com. It goes along with my book, I Love You More, Most and Forever, but it's a really intensive uh, course that you go through this 90-day journey of discovering um, God's design for dating and marriage using the Tabernacle of Moses, going through the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. You should go sign up right now if you are single, dating, or engaged. Um, We have a special bonus session in there that really gives uh, premarital advice, and um, especially if you're just about to get married and engaged, wedding tips, even all of that. But no matter where you are in the dating or engaged process, this is a course for you. So go sign up now. Also be on the lookout in the next couple of weeks. We are going to be opening up registration for um, a marriage conference of sorts. Mm -hmm. We're still working out all the details, uh, especially in light of COVID and how to manage everything. But I do want to make it as retreat like as possible. I want if you're married, you to be able to come and we are going to be uh, focused on uh, giving your marriage a mission and what that looks like, writing vision and also um, communicating better and learning the art of intimacy. All of these things we're going to be talking about. So we've got you married couples and we've got something that I'm not going to tell you fully about, but we've got something in store for your children to help them learn these principles as well that's going to be coming out um, at the end of the year. You know what? That's a lot. You know what you can do? Go to my website, ryancoleempowerment.com and subscribe to my newsletter so you are the first to find out when these resources are made available. Um, And make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. Yes. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like and share and comment. Talk to us on social media and talk to us about Uh, some of the expectations that you have had that have been crushed either in the dating process or even in marriage. Let's talk about it in the comments. Let's get the conversation uh, flowing down there in the comment section if you're on YouTube. Yes, but we're excited uh, that you've joined us for this session, Expectations versus Reality, the singles and dating edition. The next episode, we'll talk about marriage. So um, yeah, be sure to do all those Give us a review also. Um, We would love to hear from you guys and how it's impacting you and uh, your family and your relationships. But um, as always, uh, we love you guys. Join us for the next episode.